Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. Yes, indeed. I am joined by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney back with us in studio. Teresa, good morning. Good morning, Denny. It's spring. Feels good, doesn't it? It does feel good out there. I can see my lawn. Yes. Although it looks a bit squishy. <laughs> Do not step on your lawns. No. Stay off of the lawns. No raking, nothing. I have a feeling we're going to be starting, and today uh, we mm. already have started getting questions about our lawns. So lawns, yeah. if you do have, not just gardening, if you have a question about uh, your lawn, uh, call Teresa, call us, or text us. Uh, we've cleared the lines, 651-989-9226. Text number is 81807. I want to mention, Teresa, that are good friends at By the Yard down there in Jordan, Minnesota. Family-run business. Makes the best patio furniture in the whole world. They bring us this show every week. We appreciate Thank that. Thank you. By the Yard. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But again, if you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, you know how busy we tend to be uh, get here on the show. So call t- Teresa or send Teresa your text, and we'll uh, we'll get underway. I know there are some things that uh, that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides getting calls and texts, but a texter did, uh, there's bold letters, help. Help. We want to sell our home and just found our lawn was damaged by voles or mice. They're kind of the same thing, similar, aren't similar. they? Similar, they're very yeah. similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a quick way to get the damaged area growing again? Well, what they'd want to do is, first of all, wait until it's okay to step on your lawn. That means your lawn has dried out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lightly rake everything up, the, all the dead stuff, and then overseed. And then you'd have to keep the seed moist and it'll sprout. If um, there are ideas that if you put it in the, the seed in the freezer overnight, it'll actually sprout a little quicker. Um, and just get is something. Is that true? That is true. Yeah. Well, it, it does. I, I don't know. It helps to dried? break the seed. Co- I haven't. <laughs> no, I don't have any lawn. So I just have, true, I just yeah. have gardens. Um, yeah. So, so go ahead and do that. Uh, d- d- make sure that you buy grass seed appropriate for the location, whether it's a sunny or shady mix. And buy a good grass seed. One thing you and your colleagues have taught me, you can't just throw the seed in the yard. It has to be have some soil contact. Right. It has to have seed-to-soil contact. You don't see plants floating in midair with roots hanging down in the air. Those are orchids, and you're not growing orchids in your yard. <laughs> so so you, you understand that plants need the soil for their roots, so you have to have seed-to-soil contact. So after you put your seed down, and you want to put it, if you can imagine, a square inch, you want like five or six seeds in there. That's about how thick you want it, if you can imagine that that kind. And you just want then to press the seeds into the soil. Uh, texter wants, uh, by the way, the text number is 81807. If you'd rather call Teresa, 651-989-9226. A texter wants to know, can preen be applied now? 
You know, I really... Tell us what that is. Okay, preen would be a pre-emergent, and that's... It's sort of like a pre-emergent crabgrass. It would be pre-emergent annual weeds in your garden. I would not be putting anything down now. Okay. The ground's still frozen. So if we do get a rain, which which we could get rain in the next few days, that could just wash off. Oh, yes. So you want to make sure that the ground is not frozen before you do this. Um, and for crabgrass pre-emergent, you want to put that down when the lilacs are blooming in your neighborhood. Uh, if you have a lot of crabgrass right near your sidewalk in your driveway, you can go a week earlier than that because that warms up faster due to the concrete. If you have a heavy clay soil, you'd want to wait maybe a week afterwards. Now, we, as you know, Teresa, we usually get at least one call or text about Creeping Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the, usually the question is how to get rid how of it. How to get rid of it. However, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this. Texter, I'm not sure if this is serious or not. Uh, I should assume it is. Where can I find Creeping Charlie starts in the Twin Cities? Um, You are not going to find it being sold. I would talk to your neighbors. (laughs) Really and truly talk to your neighbors. Look in your own yard if you need it. Um, Yeah, so go ahead and talk to your neighbors. I mean, was that ever? Yes, they used to sell Creeping Charlie in the 60s. Because it's, what do you say, it's a mint family in the mint? It's in the mint. It's a wonderful ground cover. Um, it just gets a little too aggressive for what we wanted in our areas. And just like we used to sell buckthorn because it's a wonderful oh, ornamental. True. But again, it gets a little too aggressive in our native areas. All right, tell you what, Teresa, let's go back to the phones. Oh, yeah. I think folks have been waiting there. Uh, George is uh, calling from Brooklyn Park. Hi, George. Hi, George. Good morning, folks. I uh, texted you a couple times on this question, and uh, it didn't didn't come across the way I was hoping. I have a uh, a lake place that's on a hill. And uh, there's a Creepin' Charlie question, actually. Uh, you'll probably remember it. I asked about installing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in California, in places where grass doesn't grow, they'll put it on hillsides and so forth. What I have up at the lake site is a, uh, a hill. Uh, it's a downward. There's a lot of oak trees and shade. Mm-hmm. And um, I've tried several times planting you know, low-light grass. I know you said to get quality grass seed. And you also mentioned there was two different types of uh, other um, other uh, uh, types of uh, ground cover that mm-hmm. could be used that is for low, low light. Uh, I know it's, uh, it takes off. My backyard is actually full of it, and I was talking about taking a sod kicker and taking out some strips and just planting it up there. Um, I think it can be contained where I have the need for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot of water that comes down this hill, mm-hmm. so uh, that's that's one of the things that, also prevents grass from really taking root. Uh, when I plant grass, it comes in, but it comes in kind of like uh, thin hair and stuff, sure. and it never really establishes. So on one side of this area is a, uh, um, um, a driveway with uh, Class 5 or, you know, the, mm-hmm. the rock, and it's not going to go that direction. And the other two directions is the bottom side is the, uh, the trailer that I have, and, of course, it's all dirt under there. And really, I'm not too concerned about it uh, proceeding underneath the trailer. And the third side so of it. So you want to know what, George? Well, um, just the, that uh, um, is that something that can be used in in a low light area, and it will establish because. Yep, you I you know. could use that. I'd also suggest if you go online to um, to Google a book called "The Best Plants for Thirty Tough Sites." 
and that will have some some plants that you can grow on steep slopes. Um, it's designed by uh, pr- produced by Master Gardeners in Minnesota, and that will give you some great ideas for pant- plants that would hold that slope. Um, if you are worried about the creeping Charlie escaping, as soon as it's done flowering or almost before it's done flowering, mow it. And then just keep it in check with the as it starts to to trail out. Just just cut it back or whatever. But if you if you um, cut off the flowers, you're not going to have seeds, and so it won't propagate anywhere else in your hmm. in your. So that's probably what what he, I think you might have been getting at. Okay, okay. and so. especially if George can contain it. Yep, yep. You yeah. want to contain it, especially if you're near um, other neighbors who might not like it. So, yeah. so do contain it. But yeah, you can do that. You do need to mow it though, um, just after it flowers. Okay. Okay. Back to the phones, and then we'll grab some text. Sandy is calling from Minnetonka. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Sandy. My my question is on orchids, mm-hmm. and I I had heard one time that possibly because they're a tropical plant, they should be wa- com- drenched with water once a year. And I was wondering if that's true, and what time of the year? Okay. Um. That's that's not. You don't have to worry about that. Um. You can just uh, give them a little bit of water every week. Um, in whatever schedule in the rainforest, they would be drenched, you know, every day with rain. Uh, but that's not what you're going to do in your house. So just just regular watering will be just fine with those. You don't have to do a special drenching. If you want to give it a shower once a year on its birthday or something, you can go ahead and do that and make a little cake and enjoy it next to the orchid. But otherwise, just just treat it as normal. Just give it its normal amount of water. And remember, it's an air. Most of those orchids are not terrestrial, um, so they don't growing soil. Okay. Okay. Good luck. A text, by the way, if you want to send a text to Teresa, 81807. Uh, here's one that says, live in western Minnesota, four foot or more of snow banks yet. Uh, how long do we have to prune apple trees and hackberry trees? Well, you know, it's the snow banks don't have anything to do with it. It's the air temperature. Mm. Um, if you get uh, if you get warmer temps like we're going to get today, there could be a fire blight fungus in the air. And as soon as then as you cut that open wound could could get um, the fire blight in there. So I would say if you have to prune, you um, clean your pruner, you disinfect your pruner, you make the cut, you put the sealer on, you disinfect your pruner, you make the cut, you put the sealer on, and you do that for every single thing that you cut. Mm. Otherwise, I'd wait. Another question about trees, if I can find it. We're getting a lot of them. Uh, is the timing still right to prune my apple trees? Nope. Don't, no, just no. what I said. If you the have to thing. prune, yeah. If you have to prune, it's the prune seal disinfect, prune seal disinfect. Otherwise, I would wait. All right. Stand by, Teresa. We're going I'm to take standing. a quick break. You are standing, <laughs> I am too, as standing a today. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by. We're going to take this uh, quick break here. Call in your lawn or garden question or text it in. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to our Lawn and Garden show. We call it Smart Garden, welcoming your phone calls or text messages to Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener. We have both, Teresa. Excellent. Putting you back to work. And then let's talk a little bit about what's going on around town. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. All right. Uh, Let's see. We would like, Texture says, to move established clematis. When would be a good time? When it's not blooming. So if it blooms really early in the spring, wait till it finishes blooming. But as soon as you can move it this spring, go ahead and move it. Um, understand it's really brittle. The vines are really brittle, so it's probably going to do You're going to get a lot of breakage. So you might lose a lot of flowering this year if it blooms on old wood. But go ahead, move it as soon as possible. Okay. 
Again, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Is there, Texter says, any organic lawn fertilizer and weed killer that truly works? They do have, um, they would be in separate packages, but there's a lot of organic lawn food out there. You can find that easily enough. The organic weed killers... I think they're usually things like um, vinegar and things like that. Mm. I think they might take out your grass, too. So um, you'd probably want to spot treat. And, and they do work, but it, it's, it's not like the vinegar you have on your shelves. So there, there are some, but they do work. You know, you can learn to live with the weeds in your lawn. You can hand pull them and figure out what the weeds are telling you. If you've got a lot of plantain, it means the lawn is really maybe compacted soil. You know, the weeds tell you what's out there. You know, thicken up your grass, your lawn's grass, and you'll have fewer weeds. So, yeah. you know, the weeds are there to cover the bare soil. So as lawn owners, we're just doing a bad job and we don't have good good lawns out there. So if we if we thicken up our lawns and grow our lawns and mow them a little higher and have the right soil, right grass and everything, you know, you'll have a lot fewer weeds. So those weeds are telling us something. The weeds tell you <laughs> things. Yes, we have to learn to listen to the weeds. I tell you what, let's go to Pat, who's calling from Eden Prairie with some kind of solution, I think. Hey, Pat. Uh, Pat, you're on CCO. Uh, Good morning. It's not really a solution or remedy, but it can really help. Now, uh, like you're talking about uh, weeds, uh, Creeping Charlie is real pretty when it grows, and it's green. My uh, Mm -hmm. original lawn guy used to always say, but uh, if you stay on top of it, you really can't control it. It's tedious work, Mm -hmm. but... You know, you go to the main source, and if you get down on your hands and knees and you start softly pulling that, mm-hmm. those vines, because it's a vine that's on the yep. ground, mm-hmm. and fall, they'll easily come up. You'll have uh, six and eight foot strands of vines, and you will. if you mm-hmm. stay on top of that, it'll really help, you know? It, it does really help, and rather than think of it as tedious, think of it as therapy. Um, garden therapy, you know, and okay. exercise out in the fresh air, and it's keeping you away from chores in the house that you didn't want to do, like empty the cat box anyway. So, so there think of go. it that you way instead. Yep. <laughs> That's a good okay, idea. Thank you, guys. Right, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that mm-hmm. uh, that call. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's see. Larry is calling from St. Paul, I believe. Uh, hi, Larry. You're on with Teresa. Hi, Larry. Oh, hi. Um, so I have a dogwood that's about uh, six feet high, and I'm wondering if it's too um, late to trim it back halfway. No, go ahead. You can prune your dogwoods. Dogwoods, spirea, oh. um, except for the um, the uh, bridalry spirea. Dogwoods, spirea, things like that. Go ahead and you can prune them. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you yep, very much. You very good. Let's see. A text number, by the way, 81807. Uh, we were talking earlier, and you were answering the question about preen. Someone has a follow-up. How soon can I put down preen? Some of my gardens are snow-free already. You want to wait till the soil has thawed. And w- when you first maybe, you know, just before you see the first, um, e- the, the preen container should tell you when to put it down. Um, the soil has to be a certain temperature. Uh, so figure out your soil temperatures. You can go online to find that out if you don't have a soil thermometer. Um, otherwise, just wait till just about before you think the weed seeds are going to sprout. Understand that preen does not kill like your established dandelions. Preen stops seeds from growing. So it will stop your grass seed from growing. It will stop your cosmos that you wanted to recede from growing. So, so you have to um, you have to understand that when you use something like a pre-emergent, you're stopping those self-seeding things that you wanted to self-seed to grow too. 
Okay. Speaking of seeds, you and I were talking before the show. We were. Briefly about seeds. Let's back up and talk a little bit about that. um, People may not know, but the Master Gardeners have seed trials every year, and a bunch of Master Gardeners get together, and they volunteer to grow varieties of seeds or vegetables, and then they give their reports, and you can get those reports online from the extension. You know, how did the seeds grow? Did they grow? Well, here in Hennepin County, we have a plant sale, and this year our plant sale is on May 15th. I'm sorry, no, no, May 18th, it's a Saturday, and we've moved our plant sale this year to Minnehaha Academy in South Mm. Minneapolis. That's at 4200 West River Parkway. It's going to be May 18th, but we will have some of those seeds that, um, seedlings that we were growing that have proven very well, they're proven winners, and you will not be able to find those in the garden centers. Uh So if you want to, like, get some cutting-edge seedlings on veggies and annual flowers, this is a great place to go. Nine to two, bring a cart or a wagon because you're going to want to buy a whole bunch of stuff. And um, come early. It is nine to two, but usually by, like, 12 o'clock, it's pretty well empty. But it's not till May now. Not till May. Not till May 18th, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll and, keep reminding. Yep. And a lot of the master gardeners will be having plant sales. And if you're looking for plants in your neighborhood, check out your own neighborhood because lots of your neighbors may have plant sales. And the plants that grow in their yard are going to grow in your yard. So that's a really good way to, to then grow plants that you know are tried and true and going to work for you. All right, Teresa, hang on. We're going to take our uh, break. We have another half hour of the show to go. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, call it in or text it in. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Lawn and Garden Show called Smart Garden. Denny Long here with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. You know what we haven't done yet? We, we always like to share mm, the extension yes, site. Yes, the extension website, which is great reading. Mm-hmm. Winter, summer, fall, doesn't make any difference. What doesn't. is that? Go to extension.umn.edu and click on the garden tab and get lost in the wonderful world of yeah. gardens and lawns. Extension? So miss, extension.umn.edu. And you know, if you forget that, just say grass. U-M-N, like University of Minnesota. It'll bring you to a grass page, and then you can start going on the website there because sometimes you can't remember these whole websites. That's true. But you have the University of Minnesota here, so any kind of plant question, just do your plant question and U-M-N. You can even put an E-D-U for education in there or just U-M-N. It'll bring you right to bring something. Bring it right there. Mm-hmm. We'll remind you again before uh, Teresa leaves us today. Call in your garden question a lawn question or text it in, 651-989-9226. Again, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. 81807 is the text. And let's go back to the phones. Kelly is calling from Andover, I believe. Kelly, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Kelly. Hi, good morning, Teresa and Danny. I have a question with a couple of perennial beds that I have. Mm-hmm. They have been overcome with what seems to be like a grass-type weed, mm-hmm. um, long, long, wide blades. I tried to... You know, manage it when it first started, probably mm-hmm. four years ago, yep. by pulling, and it just it it has simply one. Sure. And I'm looking to see is there any hope to try to rein this in with mm-hmm. preen or anything, or no, do I not with preen? What you're going to have okay. to use is um, first of all, you have to figure out whether it's a grass or a sedge. Um, it could be nut sedge. You're probably go- you're going to have to keep pulling, it. or it could be um, oh, not crabgrass. Um, the, the other grass, uh, I forgot it. Anyway, so so well, that's probably what you're seeing then. It's a perennial, so it's going to come up everywhere in your garden. So you have to pull it. Um, it has long, long roots, and you're going to have to get all of those. You can paint it with a um, a, a weed killer that will kill all weeds, and including grass. So that's what you'd probably want to treat it with if you don't want to keep pulling it. Just pull it out as much as you can. 
What is plantain? Plantain is a it's a, a weed sort of. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very low growing plant. It has round leaves and the veins run lengthwise on the leaves. The veins are um, all, or the leaves can be you know inch and a half, two, three, four inches, and then it gets these flower stalks that are just like spikes with little teeny tiny seeds on them. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, and it and has short roots, so you can pull it out really easy. Um, it, it's also called was called at one time the white man's footsteps because mm. um, in Native Americans, where all the travelers would tread, they compacted the soil, and that's ah. where the plantain would grow. So that's how we know one of the reasons we know it grows in compacted soil. It has really short roots. And um and it is uh one of those herbs, one of those plants that can be used for health purposes. And some butterflies actually really enjoy the flowers. All right. Yep. Very good. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text in the meantime, eight one eight zero seven. Speaking of text, here's one I have. Texture says large planters on my deck. Each holds quite a bit of potting soil. How often do I need to completely change over that soil or can I amend it every year with something? You know, I'd probably take out a little bit every year and add a bunch of compost or some fresh potting soil in there. Um, and as long as your plants are still growing, you're going to be fine. There may come a point where where you get down, uh, you know, five, six, seven inches and it's just turned into rock hard yuck. And then you just need that's that's a professional technical term, by the way, rock hard yuck, scientific <laughs> term. And um, just then you would just take it all out and dump it. But for the most part, you can just take off a top few inches or and and or add some compost in every year. And that way you don't have to keep unless you've had diseases in there. Then if you've had diseases, you want to change the soil or change the plants you grow. All right. Another text says this, Teresa, can we still trim oak tree branches? No, no, no. 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 You know, I should, I say no, and I said no for the apples. You can do anything you want at any time. However, there's consequences. And if you were to prune your oaks now, there is a possibility that there's insects out there that could have um, the oak wilt on their little insect feet and vector it into your the cut branches on your oak tree. So that's why we say no not to prune now. Uh, getting a lot of questions uh, about uh, lawns again, besides yeah, Creeping Charlie. Minnesotans they wa- love their lawns. Of course they're, they do. They're crazy Absolutely. people with lawns. I like that. What is there, besides Creeping Charlie, that I can plant into my grass that would stay low and attractive when I mow the grass? Clover. A blend of grass and other small flowers? Clover. Look for clover. 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 Um, white clover uh, is one of the best additives you can add to your grass. Why is um, that? It's it's a low-growing plant. It can take a little bit of foot traffic, not a huge amount. It does flower, so it's really good for the pollinators. It um, is a nitrogen fixer, mm. so it's a short-lived an- perennial, and when it dies, then all the little nodules on its roots that grab nitrogen from the air and soil um, release that nitrogen and feed the plants nearby. Wow. So it's sort of like plant food. Uh, and it's wonderful, and it's good for pollinators, and um, you don't have to mow it that often. So it's because it stays short. Mm-hmm. But when it's in flower, don't walk on the bees, okay? Yeah, the bees love it. Bees love it, but they don't like when people walk no, on them. and I don't blame them. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Carl is calling from New Brighton with a question. Go ahead, Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. I'm wondering if this is it's okay now to take the burlap off of shrubs. And once we do that, is there anything special we should do for the shrubs? Yep. Um, take the burlap off, you know, shake out the shrubs a little bit. And then just watch. Um, make sure that, they're, that they haven't, um, you know, gotten maybe some winter burn or something. I'd let them come out of dormancy once the soil starts warming up. 
If you do see that they brown up in some areas, you can cut those brown parts off. But otherwise, yep, now's the time to to be undressing your your burlap shrubs. Um, it's too early to bring up your roses yet because the ground's still frozen. But, yep, undress those shrubs. All right. Very good. Thank you, Carl. Uh, Pete, in the meanwhile, is calling from Osceola, I believe, with uh, with a question. Pete, you're on with Teresa. Hey, Pete. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks mm-hmm. for calling. Uh, I'm, I have a patio that I want to establish some privacy. And one of the thoughts I had was to build some uh, uh, planters mm-hmm. there and plant some cannas. Mm-hmm. I know they grow quite tall and can grow pretty thick, but I'm wondering how deep or how high do I need to make the planters? How deep will those roots go? Well, you know, the roots are going to grow as, go as far as you let them. If the planter has a bottom, they will stop there. So, you know, um, think of how tall your cannas are going to get. If you're going to get the 10-foot cannas. They, you know, if you put them in a, in a one-foot container, when the wind comes, that container is going to probably flip over because you'll have so much foliage above. So so you have to kind of think of that too, um, how, how tall you're going to, what cannas you're going to grow and how tall they're going to get. You know, one or two feet would be fine. Um, th- that should work for most of your plants. And re- and just remember, you have to bring the cannas out every year. Oh, okay. That's nice, yeah. Thank you, Pete. Thanks, Pete. And I noticed when we mentioned it uh, last week as well, uh, we get a lot of calls from both men and women, of course, mm-hmm. about gardening yep. or, or lawns. Uh, but there are more men that are calling in about gardening yes. than I think we've ever had before. Isn't and we that mentioned wonderful? last week that more young men are getting into that. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. And, and I see a lot of young people, the whole family is getting involved, oh, the, the husband and wife and, and their kids. Have you seen that change in the Master Gardener we program have. as well? We've seen okay. more young men come in, which is wonderful because, you know, gardening is one of those unisex things. You can be any anything at all and garden. So it doesn't really matter. It's not a boy thing or a no, girl that's thing true. or a It's a good thing to you say. Know, you know, so so it's and it's very therapeutic for everybody. So Absolutely. Everybody should garden. Uh text we just had a call about burlap and here's uh, the text that says I took the burlap off my mom's dwarf spruce tree. Mm-hmm. The burlap slipped off the top and the exposed top 5 inches are all brown. The rest of the tree looks good. Should I cut the brown stuff off or just wait? You know, I'd probably wait a little bit. It probably did get a winter burn, but sometimes it recovers. So I would wait till it comes out of dormancy. Um, if it really is just too shocking to look at right now and it's just I can't stand that brown anymore and you get upset, go ahead and cut it off. But I would I would wait and see if it comes out of dormancy. And, you know, once everything else around starts growing and the ground's thawed out. Um, and if it's still brown, then go ahead and trim it out. Yep. You know, every week, as you know, Teresa, we always like to mention uh, the Arboretum. Oh, the Arboretum is doing all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, yes. I wonder mm-hmm. what's going on there now. I should um, know. They're that, probably doing some maple syruping stuff. Uh-huh. And, and there's probably, you know, you can get out there and exercise. You can't be probably skiing on probably the three not mile. Now. <laughs> probably not now. But you could be walking on the three mile drive. And they have wonderful um, gardens inside, I believe. Still, they still have those gardens inside. I could be wrong about that. The they still have the uh, master gardeners there, too, occasionally. Still have master they? gardeners there on the weekends yeah. yep, to answer your questions. So go out there and give those gardeners something to think about. Because, yeah. you know, especially if you're bored, the gardeners will just talk gardening. And you can just <laughs> stand there and let your eyes glaze over and just know you're doing a good thing to help the master gardener just talk gardening for a little while. Yeah, and again, if you you've, and it's a great place to bring friends or relatives who are visiting. Uh, it's uh, you go west on Highway Five mm-hmm. to Forty One. Yep, 
and you can just see past it 41. just just kitty yep. corner from where the stoplight yep. is. You'll see, you'll see all the all the grapevines and the apple trees and everything, yeah. and you'll go, oh, these are orchard and vine things. Oh no, that's the arboretum, and they do research out there, and that's where we found. That's where we've gotten things like Honeycrisp. Yeah. All those wonderful things. And they've got a great uh, gift shop as well. They have a wonderful gift shop, yes. Mm -hmm. There. Yes. All right. Let's take a quick break here. Okay. Uh, We'll get back to our Lawn and Garden show here in a moment. And welcome back to our Smart Garden show brought to us every week by our friends at By the Yard. Make the best patio furniture. Check them out on the web, bytheyard.net. Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, is with us uh, answering your phone calls on your text messages. Teresa, I want to remind our listeners that next, we were talking about here in studio, about wet basements. Uh, next hour on the Home Improvement Show, Jesse Treble will be with us the whole hour from safebasements.com. If you've had trouble this season with all the water about uh, your basement, we're going to talk basements Next hour, so keep that uh, in mind. You know, and with all the p- snow people had and everything, yeah. um, they... um. They probably were raking their roof, and now the branches on their their shrubs are broken and things like that. So that's just something to consider when you landscape. You don't want to landscape too close to your foundation. You want to leave a good one to two feet of empty soil. You don't touch that foundation plant, that foundation soil at all. If you're not having a problem, you just leave that alone. Don't don't move yeah. it, and then you plant uh, beyond that. And how are you going to rake the snow? Where are you going to put all that extra That's snow true. we get? And it's heavy. Too. Maybe we won't get any snow next year, and so you won't have to worry about it. But you have to consider these things. You do have to think ahead. Yep, think ahead. Sure. All right. Uh, the text number, by the way, is eight one eight zero seven. Here's a text that says, "We have an older vegetable garden overrun with weeds. Can you discuss the process of using plastic and the sun to kill all the weed seeds naturally and quote reboot the soil to use again? How long does this take?" What's the best time of the year? Well, this, that's called solarizing the soil, and it doesn't work really well in our area. Our sun is so low that it doesn't really get that hot. You have to use two layers of clear plastic, and they have to have a little airspace between them. It would take an entire growing season, and what it does is it sterilizes your entire soil. So it kills everything in the soil. So you're not really rebooting the soil. You're killing everything mm. in the soil. So so that's solarization. Um, doesn't work all that well for us. Some people can find it works. Some people don't. Um, otherwise, it's just a matter of keeping on top of the weeds. Don't let them go to seed. And, um, and try to dig up your soil as little as possible because you have a seed bank in there. And every time you start moving that soil around, you're bringing up seeds that are closer to the, to the top. Or they now can see sunshine and they're going to go, wee, we can grow now. And they've been sitting there for 40, 50 years just waiting for you to do that. Wow. So don't give them a chance. All right. Can you grow geraniums? Texter wants to know from seed. Is it hard and how long to flower? They do grow seed geraniums. Um, I don't know the length of time. I would think it's going to be quite some time till they get big enough to flower. Um, I I would probably have to go to the Internet to find that information out. But I've seen seed geraniums in the garden centers. Um, they, they're, that's what they're called, seed geraniums. So I've seen them. They, you can do that, but I don't know how long it's going to be. Okay. Let's see. Oh, we have a lot of text messages. Here's, this is an interesting slant. Uh, I've heard you, Texter says, talk about this, but what exactly is Creeping Charlie? Is it like ivy? Please describe. Thanks. It, creeping Charlie is very much, it's also called like ground ivy. Um, some people mistakenly call it Creeping Jenny. Um, it's little round leaves that kind of scallop shape. Um, they're only about an inch, like a size of a quarter or maybe a little bit bigger. A light green. They're very beautiful, very thin 
thin vining plant, thin thin um, vines, and it just really runs. It can you know easily put on ten fifteen foot per per vine every year, and it does have little blue flowers in the spring. It's a very pretty plant, okay. and some people say it makes nice tea. That's what I've and heard. It smells good when you mow it. All right. And that's as far as we'll go. And that's as far as I'm going to go because I don't want people to, like, protest when I go outside. No, Creepy Charlie. I was trying to think of another plant. I remember when I uh, – another house that we had in uh, Minneapolis, a, a carpet bugle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, that's the ajuga. That's a ajuga. Okay. That's a ground mm-hmm. cover, That's right? a ground cover, yep. But mm-hmm. it's not like Creeping Charlie. It's not like Creeping Charlie, okay. no. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't spread like that. It does not spread like that. It spreads a little bit, but nowhere near like okay. Creeping Charlie, yep. Mm-hmm. Texter says, my red uh, twig dogwoods are too tall. Where do I cut the branches to achieve a wider plant? I would go down into the the ones that aren't as red anymore, the biggest the biggest branches. Well, you can do two things. You can, three things. You can go to the extension website, extension.umn.edu, and click on the garden tab and Google renewal pruning or check out renewal pruning. You can cut the plant all the way to the ground, and then it will send up new shoots. You can take a third of it down to the ground and take out the biggest ones um, down to the ground. What you don't want to do is chop it off at five feet tall because it looks kind of goofy that way. So, so if, you, if you want to, if you want to bring down the height, um, either chop it all the way down to the ground or just take out the tallest ones, the oldest ones, and bring those down. And that will cause it to sucker and um, it'll get thicker then. Okay. Let's grab another phone call before we run out of time. Uh, Pat is calling from Arden Hills. Pat, you're on CCO. Hi, Pat. Hi. Uh, hi there. I have um, roots from my maple tree that are coming up above the grass, mm-hmm. and I'm it's hard to mow over them. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I'm wanting to add soil, and then I'm going to put sod over the top because I've tried growing grass and with not enough soil. How much soil do you think I should need? Well, th- there's there's some some issues. Maple roots want to be on top of the soil. They will keep coming up. That is just how maple trees grow. Um, you can't really add a lot of soil on top of those roots. If you were going to add soil, it would be only an inch or two. And you could put your sod down, but because you have shade, which and most sod is a full sun plant, there are a few sods that are part shade, but there, it's just not going to survive that well. So, So I would kind of figure out, well... Where are the biggest roots, and can I then just maybe, instead of having a lawn there, can I plant a garden there or just put mulch down so I don't have to worry about scalping the roots? Or say, hey, I really want a lawn. I'm going to get rid of my tree, take out the tree, and then have a nice lawn. Um, Maple trees are hard to grow grass under because they're heavier shade, and they do have those surface roots that just want to pop up. So, So they just don't work well with grass, even the shade grasses. It's just... Not a good combination. So you kind of have to make a choice. Um, you know, you can keep reseeding, but you're going to have to do that all the time. Um, you're always going to have those roots that come up. So that's the way of the world with maples and trees and grass. Very good. Thanks, Sorry. Pat, for the call. Uh, texter says, yesterday I pruned, I cut back to two to three nubs, the branches on my PG hydrangea trees. Did I harm them because it's too warm now? No, they'll be fine. Oh, good. That's fine. There's a peonies question. Uh, these seem to be a hardy plant. I have some large growths and would like to divide and replant. What's the best time of year to do so? Okay. Um, peonies would prefer that you never move them and you don't divide them. They don't like that. They have a really big, huge, deep root system. And you would need to dig those roots up. August is usually the best. And you will see when you dig those roots up, there will be little red points. Those are called eyes. 
you want to then divide your plant, maybe get three or four eyes per group, and you want to divide the plant and then replant it in full sun. And um, you want those eyes to be right at the soil depth. They're no more than an inch deep because if you plant them too deep, they are blind. That's one of the reasons they call them eyes. And you won't get flowers. You'll only get leaves. Understand that when you move a peony, it may not bloom for three years or longer. They hate to be moved. They hate to be divided. They just really sulk afterwards. Um, you know, peonies are one of those plants where if they're in a happy place, they can live 50 to 100 years just fine. They don't need dividing. But if you do want to divide it, it's a sentimental plant, August would be the time to do it. Almost out of time, Teresa. And just a reminder, in 20 seconds of, uh, of that uh, thing happening in May. The May 18th. Hennepin County Master Gardener plant sale. Plants grown by Hennepin County Master Gardeners and also grown for us, some of the native plants. So there'll be vegetables, seeds, um, uh, vegetables, flowers, veggies, um, all kinds of wonderful things, perennials. And the website quickly? Extension.umn.edu and stay off those lawns. Right now. Thanks, Teresa. Good to see you again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.